This podcast is proudly supported by Drama Victoria, Australia's oldest drama teacher association. Welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick. Today, we are speaking with Mark Yates. You may recognise the name Mark Yates. His VCE Drama Top Acts performance has been shared thousands of times with drama students all over the state, keen to get an idea of what a A-plus solo looks like. And although the drama curriculum has changed many times since then, Mark Yates' performance is still captivating and enthralling. We sit down with him to talk about how he developed this solo and what he thinks the secret is to its success online and why it's been so helpful to young people all over the state. Mark Yates is a working actor and you will hear that he's about to go to the UK to begin his masters. If you want to watch his solo before listening to this episode, please feel free to do so. There is a link to his solo in the description of this episode. Without further ado, we bring you Mark Yates on his VCE Drama Top Acts performance. Welcome to the podcast, Mark Yates. Thank you, Nicholas. Thanks for having me. Are you aware just how popular your VCE drama solo is? That's something like 53,000 views. It's a bit funny. I mean, I, I, that's my YouTube channel. So I put it on my YouTube and then, um, and then, yeah, it's sort of got a, it got a bunch of activity and it sort of slowly has been ticking over each year. It gets a new influx of students and things. And then I get, I, I do get the random Instagram message and Facebook request message from students asking for tips. And I, really don't reply as much as I probably should. And now you can just send them a link to this interview. Easy. Yeah. Your VCE drama solo is used by many VCE drama teachers as an exemplar of how to make a VCE drama solo. What do you think is the secret to your solo? I don't know if I've got a, a secret. I, I mean, there's, there's certain things that I, I think focused on um, that were a bit different to other people. My, my, a big one for me was accessibility. Um, and actually I, I find that when, you know, when I was watching a lot of other drama solos, I found them a bit difficult to follow. And maybe that's just cause I'm a bit pea brained, but I, Definitely I not. really wanted, you know, I wanted my dad to be able to watch it and not say, what, what, what's going on? What's, what's happening? Um, so that was, that was a bit of a focus for me. And I think, making sure there was a clear linear story, even though there's not much of a story, it's a guy pitching a project to someone else. That's but a clear idea. I think, yeah, accessibility, making it followable and, and sort of giving it a bit of structure. And then in that structure, I could tick off all the rubric. Yeah. And I'm sure the VCA thought of that when selecting your piece as well. Because there must be so many VC drama pieces that worked perfectly for three assessors in a room that all understand the stimulus, but put it on stage and perhaps it's incomprehensible. But your piece, of course, is wonderfully acted, brilliantly performed, really well scripted, but it also makes sense to a first-time audience. You're flattering me, Nicholas. I'm starting to flush. Well, the flattery will continue. Don't worry about that. You use so many contrasting characters in your solo. How did you go about creating those characters? Yeah, well, I think contrast was one of my elements, I think. And so that was very early on. I wanted to, you know, capitalise on that. And, and being a bit of a, 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 a silly goose, I like to, you know, create a whole bunch of silly characters. 
But I mean, yeah, I, contrasting characters, I think it's very important, again, for the accessibility. You know, people have got to follow this and know who they're watching at any given time. So I, you know, it, it, it was down to a lot of physical and voice modulation, you know, different accents for different characters, different pitches of voice, different, you know, gates, different um, physicality. And I, my, my, my drama teacher was very helpful with that because we discussed that early on, like each of these characters needs to be very distinct and distinguished from the next. And when you jump back into one we've met before, it has to be really obvious. Yeah, yeah. And so there's that, that sort of through line that we jump back to of, of Dennis. I mean, I'm talking like the people listening to this have watched it. I hope, go, give me more YouTube views. If you... <laughs> yes, well, I bet every Victorian drama student has watched your solo. And if they haven't, uh, they probably should. And I'll make sure there's a link in the description here. I mean, it's a great example of transformation techniques, contrasting characters, and how to tell a story well. And of course, you don't have to tell a story. That's not one of the focuses of VC drama. It doesn't have to be clear to people that don't understand it, but, but yours was. No, but that was, that was definitely a focus for me. That's something I, I wanted to achieve with it as well. Can you tell us a little bit about the stimulus and how you interpreted it? Um, so the stimulus was, a, a, it's a novel, a short novel, a novella um, by Evelyn Waugh called The Loved One, which is this sort of sardonic commentary about the American, how, how over the top the American funeral industry is and the funeral, the, the business of, of death. And it's, it's quite funny. Um, but the, the character, the central character in that is Dennis, this this British guy um, and he's not really like he's sort of a very neutral character so I, I sort of was given a bit of license to make him this I thought if, if we're commenting on the extraordinary Americanness of, of the funeral business let's make him hyper British and hyper you know hyper foppish um, and then yeah, and then within the stimulus, it was pretty much like I, I was looking back at it, and it's sort of like my 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 stimulus, my plot points were like it has to show um, what parts of the the American funeral business would be helpful and um, create vignettes of the kind of workers that you would have in the funeral industry. And so, you know, what, looking back at it, I, I mean, I sort of ticked them off in order. Yeah, so you ticked them off in order. That is certainly one way to go about it. <laughs> I don't know if that answered your question. <laughs> I'm just wondering if you had a particular spin, like every single student that approaches this stimulus would do it in a different way. I wonder what was your version? My own spin was just my own performance style. I mean... My, my performance style is very, um, you know, I've been doing a, a lot of sort of improv and sketch comedy um, throughout high school drama. And so my own spin was using that kind of comedic energy and, 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 and silly gooseness um, and putting it in. I mean, my, my hero in high school was uh, Rowan Atkinson. And so looking back at it, I, I, I think I can see some, <laughs> some of me trying to be 
a, a Rowan Atkinson sketch comic. Yeah, Rowan Atkinson is probably still a hero of mine. So you basically found a stimulus that you loved, you found some joy in it, you saw some potential in it, and then you, to use your own words, let your silly gooseness thrive. Yeah, silly goose energy. Hashtag it. So your advice is partly not just to copy you and be a silly goose. If you're not a silly goose, don't be a silly goose. You know, just play to your strengths, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play to your, play to your strengths, 100%. I mean, yeah, I, I, I absolutely considered each and every stimulus on offer. I think if you find the right stimulus, it sort of feels like it writes itself in a strange way. So 10 years have passed, a decade, you've been involved in theatre and film non-stop that whole time. I'm, I'm an old man now. I do not resemble that young boy in that video. I am, I'm toothless, I'm bald. I've, 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 seen, I've seen hard times, Nicholas. <laughs> yes, from braces to toothless. <laughs> So, a decade on, are there things you learnt in VCE drama that you're still using today? Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I, I fell in love with theatre in high school. I, I, and, and, you know, that became my, my greatest passion. And, and that was thanks to my incredible drama teacher who, who really gave all of us every opportunity to perform. And so I, I really fell in love with performing. And, and that's something that I haven't been able to shake. And I've tried. I've tried so hard. I'm trying to <laughs> get rid of it. No, but I, I love it so much. I, I love it. I'm about to, um, I'm literally, I'm in two and a half weeks, I'm moving to the UK to do a master's in theatre. So I'm, I'm very much still in love with theatre. But that, that came from, from high school. And, and all that performing that we got to do. And, and performing our solo as well. I was thinking about that. Um, like my, my drama teacher organized a few like performance nights for, for students and parents to come along to. And so by the time I actually performed, performed the thing in front of the, the three scary faceless adjudicators, I, um, I, you know, I'd done the thing in front of audiences I, it, it was sort of audience road tested already you know and i think that is, really is that another bit of advice that you would give to future vc drama soloists to show 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 definitely definitely don't don't hide it away for the rehearsal room you know one yeah you don't want its first audience to be the the the, the scary monsters in the in the in the assessment room <laughs> they're not that scary i hope oh terrifying no yeah. Well, I hear they're very friendly, kind, and approachable, but obviously that's just what I hear. Well, they gave me nothing in the room. I remember I was like, I'd, I'd worked on this thing, and I was like, oh, I think this is kind of funny. I think I'm being, you know, silly goose. And and I got in there, and they they gave me nothing, which probably they instructed to do. And I was like, I walked out, and I was like, that bombed so bad. That was not good. But they seem to like it. So. Very much so, and thousands of people since. <laughs> Before we go, who is this amazing drama teacher you keep bringing up? What's their name? James Cutler is his name, and he's uh, yeah, he's a working director and actor now. He's left the the drama teacher trade, um, but he's a yeah, he was a, a wonderful, wonderful, very supportive, encouraging teacher, and I'm very grateful to have him. 
Well, thank you so very much for giving your time to this podcast, Mark Yates. Thank you, Nicholas. Well, that is all from us at The Aside. A huge thanks to Mark Yates for joining us on the podcast. There are a load of episodes in the bank, so feel free to go through those and find one that piques your interest. We have almost 300 episodes of The Aside now, and over 62,000 people have tuned in since we began. So thank you to those weekly, monthly, or occasional listeners. You make it all possible. If you would like to ask us a question, do not hesitate to do so at asidepodcast at outlook.com. We answer a number of emails each week. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here, to Aaron Searle for providing the music, to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support, and of course, thank you for listening.